Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Sarah, did you know that our guest today is a Capricorn? <gasps> that explains so much now. It does. And I'm actually really bummed that we did not ask her. Damn. That's okay. Anastasia Soiree. This is the brow queen. If God was a woman, this is her. She like invented brow makeup. Exactly. Everyone that hopped on the brow train, it's only because she was the one that was kicking and screaming to get people to like pay attention to their brows. So just a little bit about Anastasia. She is a Romanian-born beauty entrepreneur. She launched her namesake brand, Anastasia Beverly Hills, in 1997. And the first product line launched in 2000. Can you believe that? Mm -mm. So she's on the show today because it's her 25th anniversary. And we're very, very excited for her. But I just feel like Anastasia Beverly Hills became one of the cultural beauty brands because of YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like everybody was using Anastasia Beverly Hills dip brow. The Instagram brow that was all because of Anastasia. Everyone started doing their brows a certain way because of her. Her palettes are like equally as important to people. Like I love my Anastasia Beverly Hills palettes for sure. Her bronzer products, like contour sticks. Oh yeah. It just wilds me though. I'm, I'm like looking here. I'm like, this brand did really start like in the early aughts, like pre-YouTube. Like she's just a really incredible guest to have because she shares so much knowledge. You're going to hear about her background, how she got to where she is today the clients that she's worked on. I mean, she's gotten endorsements from literally Oprah and Kim Kardashian. When it comes to getting a product endorsement, like you can't get any higher than those two. It's like, okay, like it's all downhill from here. Easy breezy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> like remember when we would watch Oprah, Sarah, and she would do her favorite things. And it was like, you had got to get whatever makeup product she talked about. It was like not even an option. Yeah. And then if you were honored to have been invited to the show, your life was changed forever. Like Anastasia says. I bought an Origins Souffle body cream for my mom for <laughs> Christmas because it was on Oprah's favorite things. So I'm like, okay, well, Oprah recommended it. So my mom is going to obviously love it. When we posted something recently on our Glossy Endless Instagram asking about the product that we would want to get for free for life or whatever, my mom like replied, I don't know if you saw it. She was like, Origins Pinch Me Cheek Stain or whatever. I'm like, do they make that anymore? Oh my God. I did not see that, but that's incredible. <laughs> Freaking love, Evelyn. So 
this is a brow episode. If you want to learn more about like brow symmetry, the golden rule, she goes by the golden ratio method. Yes, the gold, not the golden rule. The golden rule is be kind to others, treat <laughs> others how you would want to be treated. But hey, golden ratio is just as important. Yes. Yeah. Golden ratio, golden rule, both very important to Los Angeles. <laughs> so this is what it says on our website it says our eyes are intrinsically trained to spot divine proportion and immediately associate it with beauty and harmony. Whether or not you believe that, this is actually true. Like, there is a reason why this ratio exists. If you want to stick it to the man, I totally get it. But, like, this is a very big part of how beauty is seen in the entire world, not just, like, one community. So if you're ever wondering, like, oh, why do I feel like my face is not, you know, looking the way I want it to? It could be because it's not ratioed in the proper way. So inspired by this golden ratio, Anastasia created the unique and breakthrough method of shaping brows. And she applies these principles, which she will talk about during our conversation. I don't want to give much away because you're obviously listening for a reason. But again, she's celebrating 25 years. That's why we have her on. And you can bet your bottom dollar, Sarah and I will be in her chair at some point. We're like, touch our face. Wait, were you kind of nervous about your brows for this Yes, I like put brow freeze on. I also like changed because I have that traumatizing story. Well, she doesn't remember, but like I remember when I first met her and I was like so embarrassed. Sarah met her dressed up as the one and only prince for her Halloween party <laughs> in a sea of like beautiful like mermaids. Also like a sea of hoes. It was like ho city. It was like Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls. Like I showed up, I didn't get the memo of the sexy costume. Anyways, she doesn't remember, so it doesn't matter. But I was like intimidated by having her on the pot today. I mean, she is like so fabulous. Oh my God. Drinking out of her like teacup. If there was one way I would hope to be described, it's fabulous. I'm not there yet, but y'all wait. You just peel back the curtain sometimes. And so, you know, if Anastasia did that too, and we saw like what the other side of her room looked like what she was saying she just moved in and it was a mess I don't believe her but you know what I mean you're fabulous too she's been around for a long time and she's like earned this like status 100% she's fabulous and you're gonna love Anastasia without further ado here she is Anastasia it is a great honor for us to have you because you are the brow queen you have made your brand brows if there's one thing that people know they're going to get from you it's quality product and great brows so it's an honor and a privilege thank you so much for being here with us today thank you so much that's the best compliment because if i will ask somebody to describe me the best way is the eyebrow queen and uh, <laughs> as well giving the customers the best quality product thank you for mentioning that you are an icon. Everyone knows and loves you, especially for your brows. A brow con. A brow con. Oh, brow con. Oh my God, I'm going to do that. <laughs> She's naming a product after you, Kirby. Yes. <laughs> it's a brow con. <laughs> yes. We love it. Speaking of products, Anastasia, we have a segment here on Los Angeles called What's on Your Face? where we would love for you to break down some products that you're currently wearing on your face or that you're absolutely obsessed with. Well, on my face, I, first of all, after I took a shower, by the way, I'm crazy about molten brown. 
body wash and the shower gel is the best. Then I use uh, skincare, Barbara Sturm. I use most of her skincare line. But before I apply her creams, I use SkinCeuticals as serum, vitamin C. I love it. I use it for like 20 years, maybe. Then my hair, I love Kerastase a lot. Uh, I, I mixed, I have so many products. Of course, I'm a product junkie, like <laughs> most of us. But I have to say that there are so many brands that I love and admire. And over the years, I love as a makeup, uh, I love Nars, I love Pat McGrath, Makeup by Mario. There are so many brands that I really love and support over the years because they are uh, amazing. What can I say? I love that. I love that you're giving flowers to other brands too, because I mean, you are one of the top brands in every retailer that you're in. So it could be really easy just to be like, I just only use my products and that's it. But I love that you're kind of sharing the wealth. Oh, for sure. I believe that being in this industry and having other people that are so amazing, amazing creators, you constantly want to do even better and you want to top yourself even and everybody else bringing beautiful products. I think competition is absolutely the best thing that could happen in business, in my opinion. Okay. So you were born in Romania? I was born in Romania. Yes. Constanza on the Black Sea. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm curious just about, you know, little Anastasia, like who inspired you in terms of beauty? Do you remember the first beauty icons or maybe your first experience with the beauty product? Oh, yes. My mother, every Sunday, she used to take me to a beauty salon. She used to work. She, she had an atelier with my father. She used to make clothes for women and my father for men. And every Sunday was her day off. And we used to go to the beauty salon. So she would get her hair cut every other week. She would get her manicure, pedicure, facials, eyebrow, everything. Eyebrow tweezing, because at that time it was not eyebrow waxing. Because usually Sunday evening we used to have or parties or dinner with the family. And my family was a big family, like 40 people. Macedonian people are big family. So I was born in Romania, but I'm Macedonian. My grandparents, my family came from Macedonia during the second war. So they established themselves for doing business in Romania. And I was born there. I love hearing that beauty was kind of built into your DNA in a sense. Yes. I feel like you're like an artiste when it comes to brows. Like you're kind of looking at placement, you're looking at symmetry, you're looking at these things and trying to see how it evolves within somebody's face. Do you feel like with your mom, you know, making clothes at the atelier, like did that influence a lot of how you see people's faces? Absolutely. So I think there were two people that influenced me a lot. Uh, First was my mother, because I used to design, um, kind of draw the clothes for my mother's uh, clients. I had an incredible art teacher that introduced me to the golden ratio theory, the Leonardo da Vinci theory that he used in all his painting. Because he always said, if you want to draw a portrait, you want to change an emotion, you change eyebrows. And the studies of the entire body, you know, the Vitruvian man, the whole concept of Leonardo da Vinci, 
I kind of never put two together when I was in Romania as a kid, but my mother used to tell me when she used to measure the client's body and she used to say, well, her shoulder are smaller than her hips. So we need to put some shoulder pads to, to kind of balance uh, her using uh, the design totally different to balance her body, something that will make her body look slimmer or make her look better. So my mother, without knowing, she never studied the, the art or golden ratio theory of Leonardo. By measuring people's body for so many years, she encoded her eye. Her eye was so easy to recognize somebody that was in balance and where we needed to add something to the clothes. So I think uh, my mother being starting at 12, I used to to help her with her clients. And then later on with my art teacher, and then I studied five years of technical design. And I think being able to do a 3D, and of course, we didn't have computers. We didn't have anything you guys you have right now. So I think was a time when I absorbed everything. Are there any Romanian beauty rituals that you remember from growing up or maybe that you learned from your mom or the woman in your family? Like, I have no idea what, you know, any of the beauty practices were over there. That's nice you asked. So remember, I grew up in Romania in a communist regime. We couldn't go to a supermarket or to a beauty store or whatever you want, department store, to buy a cream or face cream or an eye cream. So number one, the esthetician used to work with the pharmacist and she would make you the cream that you kept in the fridge for a month. So every month, because every all the ingredients, they were kind of no preservative. So she will work, depends of what I have, dry skin, oily skin, acne, whatever it was. So that's why the beauty school in Romania was very intricate. You had to study biology, chemistry, because you needed to kind of diagnose the client and then you worked with the pharmacist. You used to go to a dermatologist if you had skin problems, which when I talk of a rash or a dermatitis or all sorts of problems. And then most of the esthetician or us at home, we used to do masks from natural product like oatmeal with egg whites and lemons, all sorts of masks that they were all natural. And no cosmetics. We didn't have anything, no eyeshadows, no mascara. And I remember my mother brought me from Italy, from a friend of hers, an Italian that was traveling, a mascara. So this mascara was like a little tray with a tiny brush, almost like a toothbrush, and a solid bar, and you had to put little water on the brush, and you went back and forth to mix that solid bar of uh, mascara, and that was the mascara. They were not, at that time, they they didn't have the one. And, oh, my God, I was like, nobody (laughs) in town had that mascara. And then my mother, that used to remodel her home, Every two years, and I think this is where I got the, the remodeling uh, bug from, she used to have a painter that used to restore churches in Italy. And uh, he used to come and he used to have all the raw material and he used to mix all of them and he used to do shablons exactly like in a castle. 
And he used to mix that and he used to have like shimmers. And I used to, I will never forget, green and blue was the style and the look in the 70s. And I used to mix that. And with my finger, I used to do my eyeshadow. And in the 70s, the eyeliner, the black eyeliner was on style. So um, he used to mix me almost like a powder and I would mix with water and I would do an eyeliner. So everything was like so raw. Wow. <laughs> and I used to sit there and watch him for hours because he was so talented, this painter. But uh, that was my first um they were my first uh, beauty products. That's incredible. I, like, wow. I'm just like picturing it. You're the only girl in town with the mascara. They're like, what does she have on her lashes? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's hard to believe or to understand. But remember, we are so lucky here to have an abundance of products. We didn't have anything in the communist regime. Didn't exist a section of beauty products or makeup or skincare or hair care. You know, our conditioner was vinegar with water. (laughs) Actually, it's the best conditioner, by the way, if you you will ever try. And we had some shampoo was like a shampoo that, again, you had to keep it in the fridge because they didn't have paraben or so it, it would go bad. So this is how I grew up at the beginning, you know? I feel like this just adds a layer of gratitude for you, though, because like you have seen so much. You've seen the industry develop at such a rapid pace. Like we were trudging along and then all of a sudden I think there was this huge beauty boom in the past 10 years. And you're like, I remember when I was the only girl that had (laughs) mascara. Many times I keep telling my daughter and so many other girls, like, how lucky you are to live in an era where you have so many options. Now probably you have too many options. <laughs> Definitely. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So let's fast forward to when you came to LA. You were working as an esthetician and you noted that brows were an underserved feature. So how did your job evolve from skincare, being an esthetician and taking care of everyone's skin to doing people's brows full time? So I was working in this beautiful boutique salon where the owners was one German lady and Italian. They were so fabulous. I learned so much from them. And I used to do facials. We used to use a skincare line, Paul Sherry. I still remember Paul Sherry from Switzerland. And I used to do facial, body waxing. And one day I went to one of the owner and I said, you know, I came from Romania. And before we'll start the facial, I mean, my esthetician will start my facial. She will tweeze my eyebrows. Even so, I looked so surprised because the era, the fashion at that time was pencil thin round eyebrows. And (laughs) I look at my pictures when I lived in Romania and I look surprised in all the pictures because the shape is wrong. So I start going to the library and I think I could get this formula because I learned from my teacher. So I gave her all the story, but I think we should do eyebrow service. I, I would like to try that. And she said, no, because you will be late. I was so booked back to back with my uh, appointments, facials one hour. And she said, we cannot charge for eyebrows. It wasn't a service. So it will take you a long time because, of course, at the beginning, it used to take me half an hour, 40 minutes to do an eyebrow. I was exploring. 
and they didn't let me do the eyebrows. But I really, I was so intrigued because I fixed my eyebrows. I let my eyebrow grow and uh, I used to, to mix some aloe vera with eyeshadow and Vaseline and fill in my gaps because, of course, once you start over-tweezing your eyebrows, sometimes or most of the time, they don't grow back. So I used to do their eyebrow to a few of my clients, but I will be too late with my appointments and then the next client will complain. So I decide after a year and a half to, I decide to rent a room in a salon in Beverly Hills and start going on my own and working longer hours and doing eyebrows as well. So that was the beginning. I used to charge $10 because for the first year I didn't charge at all because it was not a concept of, oh, I have to get this service, you know? But then you became more in demand. Exactly. And then I didn't have time to do facial and body waxing anymore. And I hire a lady that used to do facials and body waxing. And I was doing still facials when I was in that room, facial and body waxing, but mostly eyebrows. Okay. So when you went off on your own, that was 1997? Was that the Bedford? No, 92. Okay. So you didn't get to Bedford until 97, right? Correct. So from 92 to 97, I rented this tiny little room at Juan Juan Salon in Beverly Hills. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Okay. If you're from LA, you're, you're putting all the pieces together. For those of you who aren't in LA, Juan Juan Salon, been there forever. Do you still have your salon on Bedford? Yes. So in 97, I moved, I opened the salon because I became so busy. So, and I didn't have time to do facials. And I thought that it's the normal progression to start a product line and to open a salon to have other people doing facials and other services because there were a lot of clients. Yeah. It would make sense. At the time, it was like this novel concept, like do your brows in addition to doing like a facial and things like that. But when you think about it in theory, it makes so much sense because your brows really do change how you look, your expressions. Eyebrows is one of the most important feature of our face because brings balance and proportion with our face. You move constantly your eyes. You open at least 10,000 times a day the eyes. So It's a huge uh, tension. People are looking at your eyes and definitely the eyebrow could change your expression. And this is what I remember from my teacher. He used to do this to us. He used to put four circles and this was for just drawing. She has out her notepad, y'all. She's drawing. So this, this is a sad person. This is an angry person. (laughs) This is a surprise person, and this is uh, kind of um, like, oh, you know what I mean? So I start in 91 to go to the library and kind of figuring out how to fix my own eyebrow, because this is how it all started, and to see what is the perfect shape according to my bone structure and my natural shape. 
Then once I figured that out, I felt like, oh my God, I need to share this with all women. I mean, we all need to have perfect eyebrows because it has such a huge impact and changes my look. And of course, in a good way. And it happened and slowly I would figure out and work on this technique on how to shave the eyebrows until later and I start applying to pattern and I later on I patterned the whole technique. But it was very important, it was a slow process because it didn't exist. There were not products for eyebrows, so I started working on the eyebrow products and was not a guideline. People would tweeze their eyebrows just, I don't know, if they had a formula, you know? Yep. So my question is, and this might be stupid, so I apologize in advance. Nothing is stupid, I think. No question is stupid. (laughs) Thank you. Were you focused just on tweezing or were you also waxing? Like what services were you providing for the brow experience? Yeah, waxing. I will use waxing and then tweezing to perfect the shape. And uh, then uh, I used to fill them in. So the, the idea of the product when I was in working in a small room was that I would mix the aloe vera with eyeshadow and Vaseline to create this pomade. And then the client will have perfect eyebrow when she will leave. And then she will come back and say, well, Anastasia, you, when I left your place, my eyebrow looked perfect. But after I took a shower, I still had the gaps and maybe my eyebrow will never grow or I'm waiting to grow. And so I realized that I need to start a product line. And this is what I did. And in 98, 99, I launched the product line in, the, in my salon. So what would you say your big break was? Was there a person or was there a product that really put you on the map? So from 92 to 97, I used to work with a lot of celebrity. I was kind of the best kept secret in Hollywood. Jennifer Lopez in 1992, I used to to work with Jennifer and all the supermodels and so many other, Michelle Pfeiffer, beautiful, amazing uh, celebrity that they kind of validated my work. Their PR person will know about it, then their agent, then the agent will start, will send another client. And and this is how I was the only one in Hollywood, in the country. And what happened in 98, so one year after I opened the salon, we got a call from Oprah Winfrey to do her eyebrow live. So I think to me, that was my Oscar moment, getting the Oscar. Because for <laughs> six months, we couldn't, as the phone was ringing nonstop. Yeah, it was amazing. It's the Oprah effect. Oh my gosh, were you nervous to do her brows live? So my daughter used to work at the front desk and she called me, she said, mom, you know, she wants you to go. I mean, Oprah was the, the real influencer the most incredible person in the in the world, forget it, in the country, that she had the voice, she was an influencer, she was incredible. I was watching her the day I came here. So she called me, she's like, you know, in her show, she talked about how much she hates getting her eyebrows done. 
how about if you go there, you have to do it live and she will not like it or, you know, that is what we're going to do. And I thought like, wow, I never, I worked with so many celebrities. I never get nervous because to me is how I could make the person that is in my chair and where I work, it's how I could make this person to look the best. That's from the beginning and to the end. That was my goal always. After my daughter told me, I, I went there and I was thinking like, well, I hope she will be okay. She will like it. So she was so incredible. I think celebrity, and I, I, I tell this many times when I have interviews, people say, oh, what celebrity is not nice or what celebrity is difficult? And I will tell you that I have never experienced anything any reaction, any bad reaction from a celebrity. And the reason is celebrities, they try the best makeup artists, the best hairstylists, the best of everybody in the business. The moment you as a professional, you grab a brush and you start stroking a brush, that celebrity will know if you know what you are doing or you don't. Because there are certain movements where when you are good and you do something you do for a very long time, is so natural to you. When you are nervous, you don't know what you are doing, then it's not that easy to, they are probably, they will say, well, I don't know if this person is the best to do my hair or whatever. So she was so wonderful, but I mean, the difference was incredible, but she loved it so much. Not only in that show, she talked how much she loves the before and after, but after I was on her show so many times or or she would be with the other celebrity and she would say, well, I recognize, is this your Anastasia's eyebrows? <laughs> she was that amazing. Yes. She understood how much eyebrow could change somebody's look. Totally. And I feel like she's still to this day talks about you and your products. Like, I swear I saw something last year where she was like, it's Anastasia. I'm like, oh my God, you can't get a better endorsement. Oh no, I still do her eyebrows. I mean, I still have so many celebrities that I do their eyebrows. I mean, I know Kim Kardashian as well has like sung your praises. She has said that you're the reason why her brows look as good as they do to this day. I mean, you're really hitting the superstars here. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. We want to talk about how much the brow has evolved you were even saying, you know, the brows in the 90s are different from obviously the brows today. They were super thin. Then we went full Cara Delevingne. I remember I was even like over filling my brows. <laughs> to, it was fun. It was fun. I, I had fun with it. But, you know, now we have the feathered brow, the ombre brows, something called the disco brows. There's so many different brow trends on YouTube. Can you share with us maybe what eyebrow shape or trend has been your favorite? And what has been your least favorite? First of all, my technique is your shape, the shape of your eyebrow should be the same because my technique that I develop is the shape is according your bone structure and your natural eyebrow shape. So it's not a trend. You could go with a trend with other, do with your hair. You could cut your hair. You could do many things with your hair because grows back. Eyebrow doesn't grow back. So if you want to do a 20 or 30 look, 
and pencil thin eyebrow, then they don't grow back. So you can do that. And if you think about it, I always give this example. If you look in the, the 40s, 30s, 40s, when the 20 was the silent movie, yes? So you couldn't hear somebody. If you look, they all have sad looking eyebrow because to express sadness, they used to all the time be sad. They needed a different expression. Then 30 and 40 was Marlene Dietrich, that if you remember, she shaved her eyebrow and she used to pencil very round and thin her eyebrows. What that did to her face made her look very mature. She was in her 20s at that time. And if you look right now, she looks like she was in her 40s, just because the eyebrow, okay? Did not realize that. Wow. Then was the era of 50 and 60 when was Marlene Moreau, uh, Liz Taylor, Ava Gardner. So all those beautiful thick eyebrows are still beautiful to these days because they were shaped very beautifully according to their bone structure and natural shape. So my theory is you should shape your eyebrows according to your bone structure that will balance perfectly your face. Trend is, of course, you could do trends with products. With uh, You could make an ombre eyebrow. The inner part should be lighter and darker the ends. You could do the feather brow. Everything that you could do with makeup, you should do it, whatever the trend it is. But you have to not over-tweeze your eyebrows because they don't grow back. And remember, the social media, the Instagram, we have so many people that they play with the makeup and they became incredible artists. They get bored. They want to do something else, you know, and I think they like to explore and I think they should because they became artists. At this point to me, people that are so incredible with makeup, they are artists. They are painting a face to the most beautiful way, I think. So why not? And what you ask another question of what I liked and what I didn't like, what trend? I never liked over tweeze eyebrows, like pencil thin round. I mean, if you remember when we launched the deep brow pomade, people didn't know exactly how to use. It took us time to explain because we didn't. I, I thought that everybody will understand, hey, you need to use very little. And we start doing tutorial, but you know, it takes time for people to play and to realize. They used to take with the brush and they used to make those solid eyebrows that they, they were very heavy. Now they are expert. They realize they need to do feather and painting the eyebrow to perfection. So beautiful. So trends are trends, but use it with the products, not tweezing. I just have to say that the pomade is like the product that one made me fall in love with doing my brows, taught me how I should be doing my brows. And to this day, like my favorite brow product ever. Oh, I'm so happy. You love it. I was going to say, I love that you are touching though on like doing it for your face and your own bone structure, because we talk a lot about like the thin brows and how like that's not very conducive to a lot of people's looks. Right. But like I remember in 2014 when Cara Delevingne was first becoming mega popular as a model, every single person was trying to like 
teach how to get the Cara Delevingne brow. And it involved makeup most of the time to get that really full, thick, almost like caterpillar-like brow. I looked insane. I looked <laughs> insane. It made my eyelids heavier. I thought I was doing something, but it wasn't giving what it needed to give. And I think that to your point, though, like just because the trend is like really thick, heavy brows doesn't mean it's actually a good look for your face. Correct. So let's go back to my theory. When I start using the golden ratio on applying on how to shape eyebrow according to your bone structure and your natural shape, the same way I start developing the rest of the products like the, the contour kit, the highlighter, all the products that we came out later on where not only we offer to our customers the products, but we wanted to give the education to understand how to use them and where to use them and why you use them like that. And the key is this, why we use makeup. I always used to ask my team, my daughter, like we need to, to sit down and ask ourselves, why do we, we use makeup? Why do we tweeze our eyebrows? Why do we cut our hair? Because, and I will stick to makeup, we used to makeup to create an illusion of perfect balance and proportion with our face. So the three of us here, we have totally different faces, yes? Different eye shape, different nose, different space between the eyebrow and the upper lid. So everything is different measurements. So I need to look at myself in a mirror, measure my zones, so from the hairline to the eyebrow to the base of the nose, and try with makeup to create that perfect balance. So when you use contouring, you need to use this to, to balance perfectly the zone number two with zone number three. And you do the eyebrow perfectly to create the perfect balance between zone number one and zone number two. So everything is done individually for you. I mean, I remember in the 90s, people who used to come with a picture of their favorite celebrity and it's like, I want my eyebrow like that. Well, I want the eyebrow like that too, but I don't, I can't. <laughs> so we need realistically to sit down and look in the mirror, start measuring and come up with the best idea. Well, I have very thin nose bridge. Okay. I cannot contour my nose bridge because it becomes smaller and my eyes will look too close. So I could use much more highlighter here to create an illusion of space. Um, or if I had my nose a little wider, I will use contouring here. I will not use highlighter because if I have the nose bridge wide and I use the highlighter and here highlighter, my eyes will look too far apart and I lose the balance. But if I had the nose bridge wider, I will contour first to create a nose bridge. So there are so many elements. It's about individuality. Let's face it right now, the selfie, the individuality, what works perfect for me. So is there a common mistake you see people make with their brows or maybe with their makeup in general? Like if you're consulting with someone, talking to someone, you're like, oh, they're going nuts with the brow pencil or pomade. Um, I think over tweezing and using too much color or too heavy handed always should be like, but you know what? If I'm in a hurry, sometimes I do it myself, but <laughs> it takes time, you know, 
to do a good makeup, you need to spend time to not only apply the makeup, you need to blend the makeup. So there are where to apply it. It's very important where you apply dark color to minimize certain feature and where you apply the lighter to emphasize uh, certain feature and then blending is as well very important. Sometimes we don't have the time and you rush out and you you don't have a good light and or in a hotel and you go in the light and like what the hell happened with my face? <laughs> I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. So speaking of shades, it's obviously very important to pick the right shade for your brow. Is there a good rule of thumb when figuring out what is your shade? Can you share with us? That's a very good question. So if you have very light eyebrows, you should pick a shade that is darker than your hair. So let's say you have super blonde light eyebrows. Obviously, you need to pick a color that is one shade darker. If you have very darker eyebrows, you need to use one shade lighter. So that's kind of the the rule. Okay. Yeah. So it kind of gives dimension to the brow then. Correct. Correct. And the best way to do your eyebrows, you use a base. So when you do your eyebrow, you need to envision what you are trying to achieve there. You are trying to achieve a full looking eyebrows. Yes. So when you look in the light, the the hair that is on your eyebrows, the sun is going to create a shadow on your skin because you have full eyebrows. So that shadow is lighter than your hairs. So you use first, uh, let's say you will use with a brow whiz. Yes, I will use myself with brow whiz, a taupe or a soft brown that is lighter than my hair. Because naturally I am a brunette. Sarah, uh, my hair normally was like yours. But now I have gray hair, so I like to be blonde because it's easier. Blonde it up. So... I use a lighter color because my eyebrow hair is dark, you know? I mean, it's very, it's a black color. So I use a soft brown that is lighter as a base with the brow is. And then I take or deep brow or brow pen and create hairs like strokes that is one shade darker, which could be medium brown. I love it. Color theory. It's great. Mm-hmm. And that way you create a dimension, but you create a dimension, you know, you, you create a natural eyebrow because the base is one little lighter and then you have the hairs darker. This is how a natural eyebrow is. So you've talked a lot about overplucking. Like we know that Anastasia is not down with the overplucking at all. But let's say someone comes to you and they're like, SOS, I have a brow emergency. I'm trying to grow my brows out. How do you help somebody rehab their brows? Like, what are your tips? I'm not going to beat anyone because I, as I told you before, when I was in Romania, they used to pencil thin my eyebrows, tweeze super thin. And I have gaps at the beginning. My eyebrow doesn't grow the way it was many years ago. So the best way to rehab is if you're lucky enough that that your hair is going to grow. You know, we have an app. Go to App Store, Anastasia Beverly Hills, and we have an app and you could keep your iPhone in front and you will see the shapes and you could try different shapes and different um, uh, colors of pencils. And you find out what 
shape will be the best for you because based on the golden ratio, the app is going to tell you what is the best uh, shape for you, the best stencil. And uh, you start filling them in that shape. You could use, uh, we have a, a pro pencil that is skin color. And you could hide few of the small little hairs that will grow until then. So I think you could use a serum like the Latisse, for instance, to see if your hair grows. If you tweeze your eyebrow for a very long time, sometimes the hair doesn't grow because you destroy the hair follicle and they don't grow back. And you have to basically become an artist and paint your eyebrow perfectly. That's why we created so many products for every problem that we have. Like, let's say you have coarse eyebrows and you have a few gaps or you have a scar in your eyebrow. I created the brow pen. After you use the base, fill in with the base, then you use just hair strokes to mimic a hair stroke. Let's say you have hair that grows down especially from the highest part towards. That's why we created the the brow freeze because the brow freeze controls the hair and it's so easy and doesn't move. And then you see exactly where you are missing hairs and, and you fill it with the deep brow pomade or with the brow pen or the brow whisk. I created products for every problem. Plus we have 11 colors because I always believe that people should find the right color for their eyebrows. Anastasia, we are obsessed with the brow freeze and we're obsessed with the applicator. That applicator is genius. Thank you. Thank you. My daughter invented that applicator. She has a patent on it, by the way. Chef's kiss. It's so good. For fans of the brand, people who have been using your products forever, people who have been loving you. For 25 years. Yes. 25 years. Oprah and the rest of our listeners who have always been fans of yours. What can we expect from the brand this year? How are you going to evolve? Well, first of all, we are in a recovering mood because as you all know, we had the, we're in a pandemic. The stores were closed slowly. Uh, we are recovering. Uh, we still have problems in dealing with supply chain. The products need to be airshipped. It's a major problem, the supply chain problem. I mean, I'm sure it's not uh, only us. Everybody in the industry has this problem. We are still trying to innovate and come up with new. We just launched the, the lipstick and lip liner that are amazing. And... Um, still try to to get back to where we were in full mood with full power and and getting back to be in the stores i mean in 219 i think twice a month i used to fly internationally to different stores going to italy going to spain doing personal appearance meeting our customers it was incredible it was amazing but everything stopped because now with the covid they still European countries. I think in U.S. we recover way faster than in um, in uh, European country they had or Asian countries. So um, it's limited the, the traveling, so we cannot travel that much. I cannot travel, uh, but I, I I think in few more months everything will come back to normal. My opinion, and um, we still continue to to evolve to grow. 
and expand and innovate. That's our passion. And this is what we love the most. I expect to see a BrowCon kit coming out <laughs> at some point. It'll, ha it'll happen. I see yeah. it for 2022. <laughs> okay, Anastasia, let's do our slow burn. No, this is going to be really difficult. But if you had to pick one product, one Anastasia Beverly Hills product, what would be your favorite? Oh, that's like, I have 10 kids and you ask me who is my favorite. It's hard because, I mean, I am in love with all my products. I never launch a product if I'm not crazy in love. Me and my daughter, we work probably in tens of products. But if we are not in love, could take us one year, two years. If we are not in love at the end of those years of developing the products, we will not launch. But my Favorite should be the brow whiz and then brow freeze and then brow pen and then brow gel. <laughs> I know it's so hard. It's so hard. That's a fair answer. Who do you think has the best brows? All my clients. <laughs> I mean, I think Jennifer Lopez has a beautiful eyebrows. Oprah Winfrey has gorgeous eyebrows. Who else? Kim Kardashian has gorgeous eyebrows. Everybody in the Kardashian family. I mean, um, Kendall Jenner. I do her eyebrows. is gorgeous. Hailey Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber, too. Gorgeous eyebrows. He's got great brows. Wow. Way to, way to go, Justin. He's such a handsome. Both of them are so beautiful. And I love them. They they come and, and they bring us a beautiful smile on my face every time when they come. They are so adorable, beautiful, both of them. But Hailey has a gorgeous eyebrows, too. That future Bieber baby is going to have great brows. <laughs> I was telling them the other day, like, you guys, when you will have a baby, will be the most gorgeous baby. I mean, they are so beautiful, both of them. Oh, the fans are on watch at all times. And you'll know before them. Okay, last question. What are your thoughts on brow transplants and microblading? So let's get over with microblading. Microblading is, is great for a month. They look beautiful. I've seen some very, very talented artists that will do microblading. The problem with microblading is that, and it's not because they don't do a good job, it's just because our body changes the color, gets faded, and, and then you have to go over and over and over, and always you should, because changes the color, you have to go darker, and, and after a while, it doesn't look that good. So I think... Look, I, I miss a lot of my hair. I could do microblading, but you know what? I'd rather use the products because it, at least I know I could control the, the products. And if I don't like it, I could take it off. That's one problem. Then um, the other question was the transplants. Okay, so I looked into transplant many years ago because I wanted to suggest to my clients if it's good, if it's not good. If you don't have any eyebrows, any hair, I think people should explore that. They should definitely look at somebody that did their brows implant or somebody that got the brow implant. Men, especially if they don't have, like there are people with alopecia, that definitely, I think it's something that they could explore. But what they need to keep in mind is this, they don't take 
eyebrows hair from uh, your eyebrows. They take hairs from the back of your hair that our the, this follicle is completely different than our eyebrows. Our eyebrows grows no more than this. This could grow and on and on and on. So you get the implant and you, you have to cut it because this eyebrow grows like this one. Maybe after a few years, five, six years, maybe more, kind of mutates and, trans- and the hair becomes like the, the eyebrows uh, in your, uh, the hair follicle kind of changes. But at the beginning, if they are not in the right direction implanted, they could stick out and you have to cut them. So do your homework, where you go to what doctor is going to do your uh, implant and uh, find out or they should recommend somebody that already had the, the treatment and they should see if this is what they like. That's it's so interesting to me because I feel like this is like a trending treatment right now. I've seen so many very high profile people getting brow transplants. Gabriel Zamora, who is a pretty big uh, influencer on YouTube, he got a brow transplant last year. And it's so funny that you mentioned the brow growth because yesterday I saw a video. He has to trim his brows like Every day. I mean, not every day, but yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, he's like, I would rather though have to trim them than not have any brow hair. It's like a trade-off, right? For sure. Again, everybody that has a need to get that, absolutely they should get it, but they should do their homework because sometimes I had clients that they were not happy. And after you go through all that, you, you do your homework. And with the microblading, the same. See somebody that had the microblading uh, uh, after a week and, and then after three months and see if this is what you want. Exactly. Well, Anastasia, we can't thank you enough. You're a joy. You're so fabulous. Like, I, I just hope everybody <laughs> knows. Like, Anastasia, fabulous woman. Like, just want to be around you because you have such great goals. Energy, everything is on, on just incredible. And I, I mean, I don't know if you're still doing brows but at some point i think sarah and i would love to meet you and like be touched by the hands of god absolutely i still do eyebrows like for instance in uh, december i was at the salon because i was missing my clients and i started doing eyebrows for a few days and the money i donated to a charity that i am uh, a big supporter, Blue Heron Foundation. So I did two things that I miss and I love seeing all my clients that I love and the people that are in the salon I work with them for so many years and helping other kids to keep them in school and pay for their tuition. So it was perfect. You're incredible. We adore you. Um, How can everybody find you, Anastasia, and where can everybody pick up your products? Where would you prefer they pick them up? Learn more about our products. They could go on Anastasia Beverly Hills uh, Instagram and Anastasia Suare, my personal. I'm a little more different on my personal. This is one. And then our products are worldwide, uh, Sephora. Uh, We are obviously Sephora Domestic, um, Ulta, Macy's, Dealers, Bloomingdale's, and then um, all over the world. We are all in Europe, Middle East, 
Asia, we just launched right before the pandemic, but slowly we'll expand Australia. So my goal is by 2025, 26, we should kind of expand in even more. Like we just launched in Brazil, but obviously we need to expand. We are not in Africa and I would love to be there. We have a huge uh, follower there. Um, so everywhere. That's the goal. Bra- perfect browse everywhere. Yay. Awesome. Anastasia, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, I, I said that a thousand times, but like, I just could listen to you talk all day. So this has been like, yeah, this has been such an honor. Thank you for taking time to come on the pod. All right. That's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.